This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Tell, tell, us, tell us more about... It's like cat whiskers, dude. My fucking... My white beard hairs? Yeah. Like, they stick out like fucking white beard hairs. You know, at least it's in your beard. It, like, for me, I have white hairs in my head. And, like, sometimes... Well, not right now, probably because of the gel. <laughs> you probably can't hear that. But, uh, yeah, you know, my girlfriend was talking about my, my hair. Beard but... Gallery. What? It's like a, like it sticks up because it's um it's a different texture. Uh, yeah, That's I was hoping the graying would start at the temples, like Reed Richards. Everyone hopes that. Yeah, Unf- unfortunately, Tommy Chosen has that. Only, 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 you know what? And that just proves one thing because Reed Richards is one of the biggest pricks <laughs> in in the Marvel universe, along with Tony Stark. Uh, you know, it's always uh. Let's let's create a, a weapon that's capable of mass destruction and keep it to ourselves. Tony Stark is a cool prick, though. Uh with Tony Stark, like movie Tony Stark, it's always everybody else's fault but his. Well, yeah, because they don't listen to him. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Ultron is his fault. I didn't see that one. Sorry. Exactly. Then see that's the thing. Now. You don't have much to go on. Get in there, bro. Did you see the trailer for Infinity War? I think we're going to have to watch it tonight. I think there have been like five versions of that. I know so far, and I haven't seen any of them in any of the movies. Bro. Except for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the only one where he's like, you'll see. We're not, we can't talk about that right now. But you know what? That's a good segue because Guardians of the Galaxy is technically a wrestling movie because Batista's in it and he's a wrestler. Was. He a was a wrestler, but I hear he might be coming back. I also have this fucking crazy hair on my arm. Arm hair? Look at this. It's called arm hair. Yeah, look at this. Look at this one hair. Yeah, I see it. That's ridiculous, right? Right. Why don't you shave your arms? Why would I shave my arms? I don't know. It's fucking weird, right? Shaving your well, sh- if you're not in like any sort of um profession where you show off your body, yeah, shaving anything other than the face and manscaping is just weird. They should make an arm hair. They should make a body hair challenge while you cover your body in nair. And just, like, have a buddy just tear fucking hair off you. And it'll be to, like, cure cancer or a something. A female buddy, I hope? Hey, whatever you want, man. Because I don't want a dude touching me at all. You could pick Certainly not when I'm any, any woman you want to do it. Your wife, it could be you, whoever, you know? And they'll do it for you. And just keep in mind, this is all on the record. Liv Morgan, she, she looks like she has really small hands. Yeah... So that would be a lot, like extra touching. I would. Hmm. That's tough. <sighs> you see, Charlotte has strong hands. Yeah. So, and Becky also has strong hands. Not as, not uh, not as uh not as testosterone as Charlotte. I so maybe I'm trying. You I'll, love you love Becky. I Come do. On, I do. But I'm thinking it has to be someone that I wouldn't be tempted to be like, listen, since we're doing this, we should do it, you know, because I'm a faithful person. So maybe like, uh, was it, which one's the pretty one? Uh, Peyton Royce is the pretty one, right? Yeah. I have her do it. Mm. Yeah. Love her. That's, 
that's pretty good. So you got you got news? I do. Are you news. gonna intro people to the show? Or? Oh yeah. This is the Basement Bookers Podcast, episode one hundred and ninety-seven. And thanks to the internet, we were allowed to make one hundred and ninety-six other episodes of this show for your listening pleasure. And officially, Stitcher has access to all of them because I figured out what the fuck I was doing wrong. <laughs> so now we're available on even more platforms worldwide. For the record, I never blamed you. I said there is a problem. I don't know what it is. I know, and you're a good friend for that. But uh Jerry on the spot and the voice that you heard, Rich Deriz, Basement Bookers is uh we do we talk about wrestling. And uh this week is gonna do episodes, but before we do episodes we have to have the appetizers, which is, you know, news rumors and bullshit in the world of professional wrestling. Yes. And with that is Rich Deriz, as, as I've said before. The uh, predominant challenger to my championship, uh, a streak that I don't even know how long it is because of all these pay-per-views. Whatever, listen. You're... Someone go back and let me know, please, and you will get nothing for it. Who who was the head like the You're, you're like Bob Backlund. You, no, you're uh, Bruno San Martino. I think so, yeah. And it's I'm, a many, many year reign. And I'm whoever took it from him. I don't remember. You, you're whoever took it from San Martino? Took the title. Oh, okay. God damn it. All right. In our news, rumors, and bullshit this week, Access TV announced on Sunday that they will air three hours of Wrestle Kingdom 12 on Saturday, January 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and the rest of the pay-per-view will air over five episodes on Friday nights starting January 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern with English announcing. Now... If you've never seen any of the Wrestle Kingdoms, I saw Wrestle Kingdom 9, which from what I gather has been the best one so far up until 12, because we are going to have Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, the Alpha versus the Omega. They do run like six hours. It is a fucking super event. That's like watching Raw back to back, but without probably being bad. The only issue I have with that is, like, I don't know who most of these guys are. Yeah. Now, for me, a co- okay, a couple years ago, uh, Jim Ross and I don't remember the second person. For Wrestle Kingdom 9, Jim, Jim Ross was doing uh, color commentary on it. Uh, another year, we had Matt Stryker and fucking Yoshitatsu. I love Matt Stryker. I couldn't fucking listen to the show. I couldn't stand it. Yoshitatsu literally contributed nothing. Nothing. Less than nothing. Matt Riker would toss him a fucking softball question, and he'd say, Yes. And that's his fucking super in... Uh, in... What's the word I'm thinking of? Interesting. Super insightful opinion. Oh. Yes. Why'd they have him do it then? Because he was injured after fucking tucking his chin for the Styles Clash. Oh, I guess they were throwing him a bone so he doesn't sue them? Yeah, yeah, he dude, he had this whole, the, the whole Halo thing. While he was announcing? Yeah, because you remember um, Pitbull number one? Right. That he, that he got injured? Same thing, because his neck was broken. Dude, you ever thought maybe that's why he's not insightful? No. Dude, he's in... Because his neck is broken? That doesn't... He, 
Doesn't it doesn't break your brain? How many times have you broken your neck? Zero. Shut the fuck up! You don't understand. I know the physiology. <laughs> the brain is not in the neck; it's in the head. Yeah, but what does that do to you emotionally? Come on, man, cut him a little slack. Think about that for a second. If it was me, I'd be like, "God damn it, this sucks." It does suck that he took the move completely wrong. He did, hurt but it doesn't change what happened to him. Being, I've never been injured that bad. And as far as I know, you haven't either. All right, so here's what we'll do after we record. Okay, we will watch that Wrestle Kingdom. No, let's see. No, <laughs> because I want to stay it. awake. I got things to do. <laughs> I, I got stuff I gotta do. I gotta finish renovating the studio, man. Painful. This, this, yeah, painful, I, painful to hear. We will talk about the renovations of the studio momentarily. But I want to talk about another Wrestle Kingdom, which was the English commentary was done by Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino. While you talk, I need to lower my games. Because look at, look, look how big my I'm, fucking. I'm telling you. I've been saying. So ju- just do that and we'll come back. I imagine this is getting edited. Now, let's see. Oh, it's still kind of loud. Check right. one, two. Comparatively, it's about the same. Yeah, it's whatever. Fine. All right. I'm editing, goddammit. Fuck it. <laughs> so, another year, Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino were doing commentary. Now, maybe it was just for the, for the you know, their version of a pre-show like WWE has. But it was even worse than the shit they spew out on Ring of Honor TV. It's terrible. I can't fuck. I can't stand Kevin Kelly. I can't stand Steve Carino. Just no. I can't do it. I How? Can't do it. I man. hope it's not them. What if it is? It's not going to be Jr. Mute. Mute. I will mute it. I wonder how we, if we could get away with doing it. Ah, it's too long. Doing too commentary long. over it? Yeah, it's too long. I'd be so fucking bored by the third match. We 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 could like do yeah, the fucking other guy. He's gonna beat that guy. We could yeah. do a match or two at a time. One or two matches a week. We'll see, because maybe because a new setup might help with that. Oh, although depending on the length of the match, because like some of them they do half hour, forty five minutes. Fuck that shit. I'm expecting. (laughs) I'm expecting uh, forty minutes or more out of Jericho Omega. God damn it! What was it? Uh, Omega and Okada went like forty five minutes. Fuck. All right. Plus entrances. It's long. I love wrestling, but that's too long. That's what she said. Uh, either way, Jericho and Omega is going to be the single most talked about match of 2018, at least until Mania, which is really only like three months. But whatever. Well, let's just be realistic here. I mean, it's Mania. I mean, it's the first Mania without The Undertaker, probably. Not good. Maybe, we don't know. I think he might show up, man. Just to leave his hat in the ring again? Just to, just to maybe pick Here. it back up. Like, oh, here's my hat. There's like a hat and, in the and ring. And his gloves. Yeah. So his hat and his gloves. He, he should have just left his hat, his gloves, his fucking singlet. Just fucking left and fucking... Balls naked. <laughs> just balls. Just old fucking no, Michelle no, McCool he, dunked balls. He just can't. fucking... No, he can't. Fucking Midian had that gimmick. That's true. Oh, you think he'll come out leaving like a bodysuit or whatever? Naked no, man, he'll leave in like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin trunks. Now, would it be Naked Taker or 
Under naked. Naked taker. Naked taker. All right. Next up. Uh, last week, WWE decided not to renew the contract of Jim Johnson, who had been there for 30 years. If you don't know, he is the legendary producer of so many epic theme songs, including Steve Austin and The Rock. Jim Johnson for Hall of Fame 2018, baby. Let's fucking do this. Here's the thing. WWE decided not to renew. It was not a mutual decision. So they're like, we're not renewing. He's like, wait. What? When was the last time he made a thing? As far as I knew or thought, I thought he was working alongside CFOs. Maybe he was like, they're like, hey, man, why don't you train these guys? Are these guys going to replace me? Oh, no, bro. You could. We love you, man. And then, like two weeks later, sorry, bro, we got these guys. Well, I think I, th- I think he's older. I think he has been he's been WWE over thirteen years, over thirty years. I think they're not even thirty years old. So yeah. I think that's what they're going for. It's he, like, all right, these guys, these guys are young. They know yeah. what the young kids like. They know what's what's hip. Well, they've given us glor- uh, glorious. They gave us Sasha Banks's theme song. They gave us Nakamura's. And AJ Styles. Okay, mm-hmm. listen. Let's stop jerking them off. We don't even know these guys. I, I was gonna I was gonna finish there. I don't jerk Nakamura. strangers off. I'm not. I have to know you first. But listen, right let me tell you something, brother. Yeah. Uh yeah, too fucking bad, man. You had a good run, and I think he's gonna be well off. I've seen him before. He was on an episode of Total Divas. Oh really? Yeah, there was a episode where uh nikki wanted to do like a new theme song mm-hmm. and she had to sing oh and she's right. fucking terrible that one yeah. yeah so that's when i've seen him and yeah he's pretty old it, it, sometimes it's time to just fucking take it easy bro fucking sip some mai tais and thank you for all the fucking awesome sounds that you provided us over the years you know i appreciate you we all appreciate you yeah, Jim Johnson, you will be missed. I think I'm saying it wrong. It's Johnston, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Who gets? Who His gives a work fuck? speaks for himself. We just itself. gave all the respect and then said, "Who gives a fuck?" He's never know. wrestled. All right. Well, we don't know. No. He's wrestled with his demons. Has he now? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Cena, who we mentioned last week, is being sued by Ford. Apologized to them and has stated that he is willing to work with them on a deal. Rubadoo. So that is happening. By the way, did you see? The video that I posted to the Facebook from um, the Jimmy Fallon show. Nah. Is it was it the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? I hate Jimmy Fallon. What? Yeah, no. I know. I don't I, I think I, I don't know, I might have to reconsider this whole podcast thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Can't hate Jimmy I Fallon. I mean he's got a tonight show and I've just got this internet podcast that I could just swear all the fuck I want, you know. It's just, I don't know. You're <sighs> I don't know how to describe why I don't like him, but I feel like... Is it his face? He's got kind of a weird face. I feel like he's done things. Maybe. I feel like we're... But has he done things to you? No. All right. But I feel like we're on the precipice of finding out shit about Jimmy Fallon. Well, there's a lot of shit coming out about a lot of people right I now. know, and he's got to be in there somewhere. Well... You know? Time will tell. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> The destruction uh, of a stranger's career. To uh, reiterate something we said last week, the baseball bookers do not condone <laughs> the touching, the unwanted touching of people inappropriately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't uh, listen. If Kevin Spacey fucked your mouth, I'm sorry. For you. 
But at least it's Kevin Spacey. I I guess. <laughs> Listen, Kevin Spacey's fucking cool. Yeah. Every movie I've seen him in, he's great. Yeah, he's good in all the movies. Fucking seven. Did you see K-Pax? I didn't see K-Pax. Yeah, he was in that. I think he was like an alien, or he was pretending to be an alien. Well, let's see. I saw him in um, American Beauty. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Did you course, have any inkling that he was, uh, you know? No, I didn't. Me neither, but it's like, looking back, it's like, yeah, it's kind of obvious, I guess. Yeah, once you rewatch. Yeah. Like, he's done some things. You you haven't seen House of Cards yet, so. No. Yeah. But you you said not to bother with it. Did I? Yeah, you did. You said, you said like. I thought it was Blacklist. I said not to bother with it. That too, but you said, like, the later seasons just pisses you off, so. Yeah, okay. Like, like if I don't, if that the first two seasons are okay. If I'm not gonna like what they build too, why bother? Yeah, that's true. True that. I'll, uh, if I'm not gonna like the house that they built, if you did you finish it. the strain? Not yet. Fucking my. For some reason, my DVR. A, my DVR only has five episodes. B, they're not on Hulu yet. Yeah. And that my DVR also it doesn't tell me the title of the episode. And you know me, I don't like to have any spoilers whatsoever. You know what is? Wait, did I have the number? No, it doesn't have the episode number. Oh, fuck. Never mind. Uh, like, I was hoping that day that you came over, you could look at the episodes, and I would show you the IMDb list, and you can compare, because I don't expect you to remember specifically which episode was you what. You fucking ask me. Well, there was other shit going on. We were watching shit. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd rather have fun than say, dude, can you do this homework for me? You know? Mm. Well, we were watching network shit, right? Uh, We watched... TNA. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Bound for Glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. It was messy. Yeah, it was all right. I was high. Listen, <laughs> let's, let's, what, what do we got here? Alberto El Patron said on Conan's podcast last week that he and Paige broke up due to her training at the Performance Center while he wanted to stay in Texas with his kids. And that it was best for her career and his personal life. Or he's got old balls and uh, she's fitting to move up and, uh, you know, just, uh, I think she broke up with him. That's all. I don't care. You know, right? Yeah. And I, I said it. I said it. I said it wouldn't last. Yep. And guess you, what? You also said it shouldn't last, which is true. Vindicated. Now she's on a... a Allegedly, what might be a good run, and she might be headed to the women's More championship. More leaks. Hey, whatever, bro. I'm here. All, all she gotta do is just keep keep videotaping. Keep keep do whatever you want to do. Just it. be the champ. She's That's gonna be the champ. I watched um because you know I've been watching old episodes of NXT. I watched uh, I guess like the third episode, and um remember Evilise right. Yes. Uh, she had this other name. And, dude, it was at the page was in the ring when they came back from commercial. And Ivelisse got her entrance. And Paige did the job to a DDT. DDT, bro. That's a, uh, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, bro. He made that move. But, like, and I'm not, like, I know I'm, I'm not being biased here. Paige absolutely was 100% the better performer in that match because Paige was, like, Paige was screaming at her and, you know, just she, she was being Paige. You saw absolute superstar in her. Yeah, and, I see superstars in her. But she, 
<laughs> <laughs> Me too. But she like she didn't even get an entrance. Now in the ring, Paige. Hey, man, you got to start somewhere, right? She, I mean, she obviously made an impression, and that's good. Yeah. Uh, you got more tidbits to twinkle on our toes? I do. Are you in a rush here? No, dude. Uh, I'm just interested in the world of professional wrestling, brother. Cool. This podcast is all about that shit. I got nowhere to go. Matt Seidel missed two British Championship Wrestling shows that he was advertised to appear at last week. A.K.A. Evan Bourne. Yes, formerly known as Evan Bourne. He's actually on Twitter, at FindEvan. I was supposed to wrestle, but I got high. Yeah, yeah. And the promotion (laughs) claims that he had initially refused to return his $1,200 portion of a $1,500 booking deposit. The other $300 went to his agent. I wonder what happened. They also released Seidel's statement on on the matter he said a deposit is a deposit it's so that you can announce and promote me and sell tickets which you did i made every effort reasonable to make the show i let you know as soon as there was an issue and i never intended to make your life so challenging i don't have money to buy myself a ticket i tried to work with british airways but they were no help and neither were you i would have loved to make the shows and collect my paydays but you get to keep those i would apply the deposit towards another show which is what reasonable people do. Okay. On Monday, BCW announced on Twitter that Impact stepped in and took care of the situation and that they received their deposit back in full. Whatever they did, good on Impact. For once. You know, I, I and I say this all the time, they get a bad rap. They, like, as far as the internal workings of the company they do a lot of shit wrong i feel like they're, they're like an infant that doesn't know how to how to even crawl yet but they're expected to run you know like you it, it's just not working but this shows good intent on their part that's like right it. that's right tna apologist rich to you are impact. right impact apologist rich to <laughs> Hire Rich Deriz. I, I, I can imagine you doing commentary with Josh Matthews. Uh, that would be fine. As long as not JB. Yeah, I you, cannot. you and Josh Matthews. Oh, you and JB would be fun. No. Three-man booth. JB, Rich Deriz, and Josh Matthews. I'd have to heal it up. The crowd loves JB too so much, and I can't absolutely can't stand him. I would... I, I, I would heal it up. Just fuck it. All right. But just- the, the thing is, it would be like when, when Josh was healed. You're in the booth, and you have to bury JB. What mm-hmm. are you going to say to him? Uh, uh, I, it, I, can't, I can't just do it like that. I have to be in the moment. Oh, I got you. Not in the moment. He's just doing what he wants. No, I'm just oh, that's, another guy. That's Don yeah, West. <laughs> Don West. If you know the fucking Home Shopping Network, you know Don West. <coughs> Speaking of impact, this week... Anthem Sports and Entertainment named Scott DeMori and Don Callis as executive vice presidents as part of a three-man executive committee with Ed Nordholm, with the overall responsibility for the creative direction of the company and managing the execution of the company's business plans. Your thoughts? Why don't they just ask us to write? (laughs) I could do it. Well... Scott Demori, I don't like. He has really been with Impact since day one, on and off, whatever. Don Callis, this is a completely new face in, sort of in charge. 
Remember Don Callis? The Jackal? Barely. I'll show you a picture later. You'll be like, oh, yeah, him. Oh, fuck, yeah, him. Yeah, that right. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was also, um, Standards and Practices. Right. Still don't give a shit. Anyway, big potential here. Um, this could be interesting. They're trying. I like that. I'll take your word for it. They're bringing in people that know the wrestling business to try to run a wrestling company. Yeah, man. I get it. You know, it's good. I'm rooting for them. Woo! 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 That's Arsenio Hall. I know. Let me. So I think I have a lot of news today. Holy shit, bro. This is last one. What? Bret Hart is suing a surgeon for a million dollars plus unspecified amounts for lost income and other losses for a botched surgery that left him without the use of his right index finger and thumb. Ooh, what the fuck? <laughs> the suit claims that the surgical team failed to provide proper medical care and left a tourniquet on his arm, t- arm too long, cutting off circulation to the nerves and tendons, damaging them due to lack of oxygen. Holy shit. I'm like trying to... I'm like moving just the three fingers. It's like, fuck that. Yeah. He can't fucking do VR. I, I gotta stop looking at my fingers. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Yeah, his uh, spokesperson says he can't, he can't hold a pen. He can't dress himself Is properly. Is Bret Hart a lefty or a righty? Probably a righty, because it never came out that he was a lefty. So I'm sure he's a righty. Then he can't jerk off. Yeah, good. <laughs> oh, would there be a benefit to that? Like you can't feel them, but you, he also can't move them. Yeah, but like if you have the other one right and it's still on there, isn't it like part stranger? It's like you don't feel it. Wait, does, could he still feel them? He just can't move them. We don't uh, know. Right? It, it just says he lost the use of them. All right. Anyway, he underwent a surgery in October to attempt to correct the problem, but the prognosis is not yet known. Oh, shit. Man, that sucks. I kind of feel bad for him. He has had it rough. Yeah. Well, Shawn Michaels is in movies and shit, and he's just <laughs> fucked. A buddy of mine offered to uh, loan me uh, his autobiography that he wrote a few years ago. Four out of ten. Yeah, I'm kind of... That should have been the name of it. I'm like... I think I don't want to read it. Whatever people offer me books, I just like look at them like, "Why are you trying to make me read shit?" <laughs> I'm I'm really thoroughly enjoying McFoley's book. Have a nice day. Yeah, we're looking forward to your book report. But like, my friend that has the book, he's he even said that Brett's like he he's in a really dark place. He's really cynical in it, like and like, I would be too. It's understandable. Can you imagine? You're the guy. And then all of a sudden, Vince is a hard on for this fucking pretty boy who's just a dick. Well, Brett didn't want to drop the belt in, uh, in, uh, Montreal. That's understandable. But do business. Yeah, I, I get that. You, you have a boss. Your boss says do this. Do you do it or do you say no? Yeah, but he said. He was going to drop it. But the boss says. Period. I don't know. I feel like the relationship they had 
it was a trust thing. It's like to him, it's like, oh, I guess you don't trust me. He didn't trust him enough to think that, okay, no, he's not going to show up on WCW TV with the fucking. If you have an employee and you don't trust them, but they're under contract and they don't want to do what what you're saying, what do you do? I don't know. Their relationship is weird and fucking. You can't help but feel for the guy. You see, in a, in a way, in a roundabout way, I've had an employee. When my wife's friend was living with us as our, as my stepson's nanny. Right. And it wasn't a great situation. My wife didn't want to say anything about it, but she, she was perpetually upset about it. I said, let me say something. She's your best friend. I will be the bad guy. I will take all the blame. I will take the full brunt of it, whatever blowback there is. Your friendship will be saved. We will save money because this woman won't be staying in our house anymore. And, you know, using our electricity and eating our food. And we're paying her. And my wife didn't want to do it. But aside from that, you have an employee. You tell them to do something. They flat out do not do it. You have to do something. Otherwise, you're going to get walked on. Vince McMahon can't get walked on. That's not what this podcast is about. Fuck your point and fuck your shit. It's about wrestling. Which, is what, which is what we're talking about. We're talking about the past. We're, 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 we're baseball bookers of the present. We are, we are. And we're going to do what we do. Are we now? Yeah. Is that what we're going to do? Do we have to? Well, seeing as next week is Clash of the Champions predictions, this week, we got episodes. Episodes. Episodes that we write. We write, we we fantasy book. We have our own rosters. We did a draft. We did a draft. Some some people just call people up when they want to. Some of your favorites are still on our shows that Mm -hmm. aren't on the Really Real. Yeah. You know, somebody just put the authors of pain on their shit and just didn't even run it by. But anyway, listen. Didn't know I needed permission. I mean, you, you can you can pick. I, you sh- can. Sh- right. Okay. I'm just saying, don't get hot. I will fuck you up. I'm not hot, bro. <laughs> I'm cool. I got no shirt on. I'm wearing a wife beater. The new setup in the, in the fucking basement is 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 fucking rocking. It's not fully set up, but it's gonna be even better. I think. Uh, I I feel like we're more conversational this way because we can look at each other. You can look at me. I'm getting drunk. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Getting drunk. All right. So let's fucking do this shit. Riz is raw. Riz is raw. The the most must-see, must-hear Monday night show. Yes. Really big show. Yes. As always, we start with a recap of last week's Raw, which, by the way, Jerry on the spot, is just as much for me as it is for the listener because... You know me, I can't remember shit. Yeah. yeah. So I so I start out, I write the recap, that way I can just look up to see what happened last week as opposed to go to another page. Anyway. Last week, Riz orders Brock Lesnar to get checked by a doctor after Paul Heyman tells Riz that Brock doesn't remember anything after making his entrance at Booker Series. Riz then vows to find footage of Bray and or Dolph Ziggler attacking Brock in order to get the loss overturned due to outside interference. 
New Day celebration is cut short by the shocking appearance of SmackDown superstar and now former SmackDown champ Dean Ambrose, saying he just wanted to show his face. Asuka and Emma beating Bailey and Sasha with no help needed from Emma, and Sasha and Bailey later brawling in the trainer's room. Blake and Murphy backstage discuss Arthur the Pain's Book of Destruction, then Blake gets a phone call. Ryback beats Darren Young again after Bob Backlund called him, quote, uncoachable. Austin Aries told uh, the universe that Riz thinks he has a hole in his game that was exposed by Kid Kayak and makes, makes him defend his title in the main event versus Shinsuke Nakamura, which Aries loses after Rusev walks down the ramp to distract him. <coughs> now Raw opens. Segment 1. Austin Aries, who is backstage looking for Rusev, runs into Riz, who's just getting off a phone call. Where is he? Where's Rusev? Riz responds, given how he can't seem to keep himself out of other people's business, I've given him the night off. I know you want to get your hands on him, but he's in your head right now, and giving him the night off will punish him by not getting paid for tonight and help you stay focused, since you have an important decision to make. What decision is that? You can either face Rusev next week in a last man standing match, or face Shinsuke Nakamura tonight in a rematch for the US Championship. Aries looks torn. Riz says, let me know within the hour. We're live, so I need to know. Aries takes a bite of a banana and furrows his brow. Segment 2. Officer Payne versus Breezango. Officer Payne win pretty quickly. After the match, Paul Ellering reiterates everything he said about the Officer Payne dominating the tag division and eventually winning the tag titles. I might have rushed some of this. What? Segment three. Emma is backstage on her phone when Sasha walks up to her saying, You know you didn't do anything last week. What's up with that hashtag eminence? She says, I'm the eminent superstar in the women's locker room, and it's only a matter of time before I take the women's title. Sasha abruptly slaps her and says, Get through me first, bitch. Oh shit, that's a bitch slap. A slap for a bitch. And walks off, and Emma's left in shock. Segment 4. Aries comes into Riz's office eating a peach. I've made my decision. And? I want to face Rusev next week in the last man standing match. You sure you don't want your rematch for the US title tonight with Rusev not here? I don't know if you were right about kicks to the face being a hole in my game, but a definite hole in my game is Rusev, and I have to get past him before I do anything else, or he'll just keep screwing with me. Okay. I can respect that. Next week, last man standing. Segment 5. Michael Cole tells viewers and listeners, And now it's time for Backstage with Blake and Murphy. Dasha. Dasha, where are Blake and Murphy? Michael, they never showed up at the arena today. Rumor has it that they're meeting with a prospective manager. A manager? Any idea who it is? Not definitively, but everyone seems to have a theory. At this point, everything is just speculation. As soon as I hear something concrete, I'll let you know. Cole says, Corey, you know Blake Murphy down in NXT. Any idea who this mystery manager might be? Michael, at this point, your guess is as good as mine. But I gotta say, for them to not show up here tonight, they must really believe in this person, whoever it is. Segment 6. Emma vs. Sasha. We haven't seen Emma wrestle in a while, and it looks like she's really been working on her technical game. 
After a few minutes, Emma beat Sasha with the Emma lock. Sasha really didn't get much offense in. Because Emma's technical skills are just way up there now. Segment 7. Darren Young is in the ring with a mic looking distraught. Every week I come out here, and every week Ryback and Bob Backlund embarrass me. The fans boo. I started out just trying to make it here in WWE, but this rivalry is keeping me from gaining any momentum. So I sought out someone who could help me even the odds. So I'd like to introduce my new manager, the Iron Sheik. Sheiky makes his way down to the, to a, the ramp to a roaring ovation and With grabs the mic. In a wheelchair. Whatever. <laughs> There's no injuries on the show. Oh. Bob Backlund, you coward. That's a terrible Sheik accent, but whatever. You hide behind Musclehead Ryback. Just like I did in 1983. I will make you humble. Patooey. Backlund and Ryback appear on the screen. And Backlund says, Iron Cheek, you think you still have what it takes to take me on? Let me tell you, you don't. I'll rip your arm off for my chicken wing. Sheik says, Big talk from behind a camera. Come down here and face us, man to man. Backlund says, Not tonight. The big guy has to get to the gym. He's only pumped iron three times today, so he's a little behind schedule. You'll see us soon enough. And the screen cuts out. Darren says, Yeah, I see. When I have backup, you can't make it. Of course. You can't run forever, though, because I'm going to ask Riz for a match at the Basement Rumble. Then I'll finally get both of you off my back. Is he going to... Is he going to fuck him in the ass and then make him humble? We shall see. <laughs> Maybe that's the match. Maybe. We don't know. Segment 8. SmackDown superstar Dean Ambrose comes to the ring with a microphone. So you may have heard Angelo Dawkins stripped me of my tag team championship because I bailed on Orton. Let me tell you, I'm really broken up over it. Really. So I spoke to Riz earlier and told him I'm so heartbroken over being stripped of the title that I don't even want to go back to SmackDown. So he made me an offer. If I beat every member of the New Day... I get a raw contract, and I get to choose a partner to challenge them with for the tag titles. How could I say no to that? So here I am, with an official, ready to go. So which member of the Positivity Patrol do I get to beat first? The New Day come out, Biggie with his trophy, and they each have mics, but Kofi speaks first. Ambrose, last week you said that we only won because you left your partner high and dry. Tonight, I'm going to prove that you knew you couldn't beat us. Why? Because... New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. And Kofi gets in the ring to face Dean Ambrose. Ambrose is showing more of his vicious side, and Kofi can't seem to gain the upper hand at any point. Eventually, obviously, Ambrose beats Kofi with the dirty deeds. After the match, Ambrose grabs the mic. One down, two to go. Then drops the mic and exits up the ramp. After seeing the ruthlessness with which he dispatched Kofi, Woods and E look worried. Close the show. It's the main event? That was the main event. What paralleled? Is it the uh, tag team shit? And... And... What? What tag team shit are you talking about? 
Blake Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. And the new manager thing? Yeah. Because I, I just thought of the... Uh, like, I already, I already was going to give Blake Murphy a manager. That's why they got a phone call last week. But then I thought today, oh, shit, I could fucking... Because I need this Darren Young... Ryback Backlund feud has to go somewhere. I wonder. All that's been happening is Young keeps getting beat up. Yeah, I yeah. wonder. Yeah, he hasn't gotten anything. Who the manager is going to be for Balake and Murphy? That'd be interesting. I'm ninety nine percent sure of who I want it to be. Well, I would hope so, considering you're the one fucking writing it. <laughs> I might change my mind. Never know. You might change your mind. It's your 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 prerogative. You 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 might fucking just take who I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Honestly, I don't. So I'm gonna pull up my shit. And now let's listen to Jer's episode where he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I got stuff. <laughs> I started things. Shut the fuck up. All right, hang on a second. I just want to make things parallel. There we go. All right. So I I did. This is different. Uh, yeah, so, uh, there's no recap from last week, so you should have fucking listened. Uh, this morning, for back, okay, hold on, I gotta start over a second here. Sorry, me. Uh, this, the morning for SmackDown GM Angelo Dawkins consisted of phone call after phone call. His contacts in the world of investigation were closing in on the location of Dean Ambrose. They knew he was on Raw, but they're looking for his home because he hasn't been at his real home. And who's to say? He was in constant contact with the trainer, getting updates on Corbin's condition. Speaking of which, he was also on the phone with Arena Security, tearing them a new one. He was exhausted from the yelling. There was something else he could really do now. Wait, there was nothing else he could do now, so he would go to sleep. The phone rings. One last call won't kill me, he said to no one. It was Vince McMahon. All the color went out of Dawkins' face. Dawkins, I'm going to be a smackdown. Now, because you made some good business decisions so far, I'm giving you the courtesy of letting you know this. Now, because you haven't interrupted me by pleading with me yet, this helps your case, but not enough. I'll see you on Tuesday. When he was sure Vince ended the call, he put the phone back on his desk to charge. Mr. McMahon, I should practice assuming a first name basis when I'm in this much trouble is too much. I don't want to get fired. It's Tuesday again. So much happened over the last few days. Corbin won't be able to wrestle into the Book of Rumble. He was given the option not to defend at the Rumble. Corbin did not want to miss a payday if he was going to be the champion. He was going to maximize his profit while he could. He won't wrestle, he won't wrestle past his prime, unlike Chris Jericho and Triple H. Corbin took it personal watching men like them take him, take time away from the fresh talent, trying to make a name. They were hypocrites. Dawkins needed the main event for SmackDown to be the best match he could possibly put together, because it may be his last. Finn Balor was cleared to wrestle. He wanted a fight tonight to show he's 100% and to be able to fight at a moment's notice. He'd fight anyone. Well, tonight, he'll be fighting Braun Strowman, who has returned 
from being lost in the Amazon rainforest. Bray Wyatt must have dropped him off there when he disappeared into that white light all those months ago. Yeah, that's right. Shit. Dawkins had a plan. If the attackers did return to attack Finn Balor, plan Strowman. Braun would be able to withstand their assault, and we could find out who they are. Nia Jax demanded another match. So tonight, Dawkins is giving her a match against Charlotte Flair. If Charlotte can win, she can have a shot at the championship at the Booker Rumble. These are a lot of emails, Dawkins thought to himself. And there's just one more from Cesaro. Demanding a face-to-face with Bray Wyatt. The people wanted to know what Bray Wyatt is up to, and to be honest, he didn't want to leave any questions unanswered when Mr. McMahon asked him. He sent the messenger to hand-deliver a message to Wyatt, who has gone off the grid. At least he left an address. The bell rings in about an hour. Mr. McMahon is 30 minutes from the arena. The phone rings, and it's the messenger. Dawkins listened intently, awaiting the one thing he wanted. Was it a yes or a no? Mr. Dawkins, Mr. Wyatt has accepted your request for a face-to-face with Cesaro. The messenger was to the point. Okay, great. Dawkins checked the task off his checklist. When will you be back? He continued. That's the other issue, sir. I'm not coming back. Wyatt is my home. Before he could answer, the messenger hung up. And then the phone rang yet again. It was Mr. McMahon. Dawkins, I'll be meeting you in the ring. The two of us will open the show together. Shit. So now it's it's time for the bell. And Mr. McMahon's music starts playing. No chance, that's what you got. No chance in hell. How ironic. The now iconic theme song for the boss himself plays. The chairman is in the ring. And he's he's got the McMahon strut going. Because he's walking around the ring. He's got his chest puffed out. He's Those arms are just moving. He's not, he's not tearing any quads. And uh, just so you all know. The rest of this podcast. The rest of this episode will be improvised. Oh. By me. Like that that's all written. I wrote those six hundred and fifty eight words. So, so that's as far as you got. Yeah, that's as far <laughs> as I got. Because I had a lot of shit to do. So Dawkins Get out of here. Angelo Dawkins makes his way towards the ring with Kane in tow. He seems nervous, but not that nervous. Mr. McMahon, first, I want to men- I want to welcome you to the gold standard SmackDown. Dawkins, you can't just change the letters and you can't just decorate things in gold to say you're the gold standard. You've proven this by defeating Riz is raw at the Booker series. And because of that, I'm not gonna fire you. But I've got some questions. My first question is, who do you think you are letting this kid kayak assault Ronald Crunk 
the President of the United States and a Hall of Famer in the Hall of Fame, obviously. <laughs> well, Mr. McMahon, I've got to tell you, Kid Kayak, sometimes he just does what he wants. He's an eccentric character, but he did beat. What's that guy's name that does the move? Uh, uh the fucking guy with the thing. What's his name? My guy? No. The fucking, uh, on my show last week, uh, the flipping guy. The black Apollo guy. Cruise. Apollo Cruz. Thank you. <laughs> I've been drinking. He beat Apollo Cruz, you know. He beat him fair and square. Who? Apollo Cruz. Yeah, him. Uh, the, the guy. Yeah, I know him. It, does, it doesn't matter. It's not like he's important. And that gets a boo. Boo! <laughs> if I cared what these people thought, then that might hurt my feelings. But that's all well and good. Luckily for you, I was never a fan of Del Rio, and he may or may not be dead. <laughs> Dawkins couldn't believe what he was hearing, but he was satisfied that he still had a job. But, Mr. McMahon, why are you here? I'm here because two men snuck in here and attacked your talent. You're lucky that your main event is still happening. So I'm going to stay here tonight. And if things don't remain above board, we're going to have another conversation at the end of the night. So I hope you have some good matches set. Well, Mr. McMahon, I sure do. And allow me to escort you away from this arena and we can watch it uh, from the gorilla position. That's fine. The two of them leave and we're ready for the first match of the night. Which will be Nia Jax versus Charlotte Flair. And if Charlotte wins, she can have a shot at the championship at the Book of Rumble. Charlotte Flair is out first. And boy, she, she's, she's incredible. Cause she's, she's got that, uh, peacock thing going. She's strutting and, and she's ready to go. She's, she's stretching out in the ring. And, and then, uh, Nia Jax music hits. And Nia Jax, she just comes stomping out that ringway. And this is not, I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying because she's a force to be reckoned with. She's not like most girls. She's not like most girls, just like that theme song says. She will fuck you up. Rock your world. It, it could be in that order. Uh, the match starts and they're in the clinch. And, uh, wait, shit. No, they're locked up. I, I went to a different thing. They're locked up and, uh, Nia Jax easily just just knocks Charlotte Flair on her ass. But Charlotte Flair, she's not going to take that shit. She gets right back to her feet and then she just starts chopping, just chopping away at Nia Jax's titties. Just <laughs> woo! Just standing, just woo! Nia Jax just Looks at Charlotte Flair. She's got her arms in there. She's like, what are you doing? What, what, just, this does nothing to me. So, Nijex just shoves Charlotte Flair into the ropes. And Charlotte Flair, she drop kicks Nijex. 
Jax is like, what? What are we doing? What is happening? What are you doing? And all, and they're just fighting each other. They're trade, they're trading blows with Nia Jax. Just she's just dominating. She body slams Charlotte Flair, and she's about to do that thing where she just sits on her chest like Yokozuna. That's a new thing that she's doing now. Bonsai drop. That's right. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Becky Lynch, she gets in there and just. She's just standing there on the apron. Nia Jax gets up off of Charlotte and as she goes to swat Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch drops down, goes to the other side of the ring, gets into the ring, and then she just slaps Charlotte Flair. This causes a disqualification and Charlotte Flair wins the match by disqualification. What does that mean? Charlotte Flair has a title shot at the Booker Rumble. Or Basement Rumble, as Rich DeRiz just decides to call it. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Neither do I. So that's what's going to happen. Nia Jax is pissed. She doesn't even know what to do with herself. Becky Lynch bolts. And then Nia Jax just kicks the shit out of Charlotte. And the officials just... its The officials are like, No, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then just, they pull her off, and that's over. We cut to the gorilla position. Uh, Vince McMahon is at the monitor with Dawkins, and McMahon's like, that's interesting. And Dawkins just wipes the sweat from his brow. <laughs> Fuck. Somebody's not wearing those two headbands. That's right. Because he, he's a businessman now. That's right. he's, a suit. He, he's a man of many talents. He is. As I put over a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he doesn't want to get fired. He likes his job. But who does, right? It's your livelihood. So next, uh, we're going to have Elias Elias versus... uh, This is no disqualification match. It's Elias versus that Chad Gable. Chad Gable, who's got no help because Jason Jordan is... Banned from ringside. He's banned from the ramp. He's banned from the audience. He's only allowed to be in catering. Uh, Elias wanted to come out first because he wanted to sing a song. He's strumming his guitar. He's about to sing about how Chad Gable is about to be disabled. I don't want to offend anyone, so we're not doing it. Make it up. (laughs) Make it up in your heads. Chad Gable comes out to his new song, Gable Smackdown, Gable Smackdown, Gable Smackdown, Smackdown! That's his new theme song because he's he's considering himself the face of Smackdown, which he didn't clear with anyone. And this, did I mention that this match is non-title? You did now. That's right, because you don't get a title match, you know, just because. Just for attacking someone from behind. That's right, and causing them to be removed from the uh, the Booker series. Taking their place. That's right, you can't take somebody's fucking place like that. That's fucked up. I just realized that we're running a little long. Uh, listen, I got this. So, they, they fight uh, 
Gable comes in. When Gable came in, he didn't he didn't come in with nothing. He has wrapped around his waist a fucking bike chain. And that's gonna be his weapon of choice. He takes it from around his waist and he's wrapping it around his arm. And he's going in the ring and he's ready to fight because you know, Gable's a wrestler. He's not really into brawling like like what 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 uh what uh Elias Elias wants him to do. And all Elias wants people to do is to walk with him. Because he's the Intercontinental Champion. One of the most prestigious titles in sports entertainment today. So, uh, Elias and, 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 and Gable, they, they, they're fighting. And, uh, uh Elias is gonna, he, he, he hits him with a guitar because he has his guitar. He wants to hit him, but he hits the fucking, the post and the, the, the guitar explodes and it, it's broken. There's splinters everywhere. And then Gable, he's got the chain wrapped around, and he goes to strike Elias, but Elias is too quick, like the Matrix move, because the, the, the chains weighed him down. So Gable gets tangled up in the fucking rope, and he's like, no, no, and then Elias just kicks him right in the dick. Because it's no <laughs> holes barred. This is no DQ. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And he followed it up. The the fans, they wanted an encore. And he kicked him in the dick again. So, wow. Fucking Gable's just slumped over. He's tied to the fucking thing. And then Elias does the polite thing. And he unties him. And lets him fall down. And Elias goes to the top rope. What is this? He's coming down with a macho elbow. Brother. And it's one, two, three. Elias stands victorious with his Intercontinental Championship. Chad Gable is just unconscious. And vengeance is his. Vengeance is served. The receipt has been returned. We've cut to the back. Mr. McMahon is just like, wow, this is amazing. That Elias, he reminds me of somebody. I just can't place it. Dawkins is just super happy about this. Whoo! Excuse me. That stunk. That belch, not the match. That was a great match. I don't give a fuck. Alright, so Kid Kayak walks in. Mr. McMahon. I I'm, I'm I'm such a huge fan of yours. When you and 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 your son Shane teamed up against HBK and God, I was rooting for you guys cuz I thought they had no chance in hell. <laughs> well, I'm a fan of yours, Kid Kayak, even though you kicked my friend in the face. Look, Mr. McMahon, I understand that you guys are friends and all, but I don't like walls. Chris Jericho walks in. What do you mean you don't like walls, you idiot? Who do you think you are? I break the walls down. That's my thing. I do the things with the walls. Well, you you two seem to have a grievance. Angelo Dawkins, I don't mean to step on your toes, but what if what if these two have a match in this very ring? I don't know, Mr. McMahon. 
Chris Jericho is a little bit older than Kid Kayak. <laughs> Who are you trying to say I'm old? I survived an assault by Triple H. That man's son-in-law. And I'm, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight him. I'll fight Kid Kayak. Well, Jericho, well, how about this? You will face off against the team of Triple H and Kid Kayak. Wait a second. Listen, I was just talking shit. I don't know about all of that. Triple H has got a vendetta against me. And he's not even here tonight. Oh, but he is. Who do you think drove me here? Shit. Well, I guess we'll see you in the ring later on. Kid Kayak is super excited to be facing off against Chris Jericho. This is great. Here, Mr. McMahon. This is for you. I've brought to you here a sack of ten. These White Castle burgers. (laughs) Thanks. So we cut to the ring. Cesaro is waiting in the ring for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I can't do a Cesaro impression. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like Finn. I know. (laughs) Bray Wyatt, I'm here, and I'm looking for you. I'm not afraid anymore. You come out here, and you come alone. The lights dim, and then the lights get bright again. Brighter than... A Seamus bright light when he comes out. That's right, goddammit. Cesaro. Wait, hold on. I gotta get in some Bray Wyatt. I'm just gonna drink this. Cesaro! Why are you so upset, man? I'm here for you. I'm here because you should be the champion of the world. Pound for pound, the strongest man in the WWE right now. I just want you to know that if you step in the light, much like Dolph Ziggler, who has become a new entity, you too, man. You can join me. Don't be afraid. I just want you to take my hand. Bray Wyatt extends his hand to Cesaro. Cesaro slaps his hand out of the way, out of the way, and does a double leg takedown. And he's got Bray Wyatt, and he's spinning him around and around like a record player round round. You know that move that he doesn't do anymore. Does he do that anymore? I think he tries it. I think he tries it. Maybe because it gets face shit. Yeah. Do it. Anyway, he does it here because he's no one knows what he is. He's spinning him around, and the lights go out. And Bray Wyatt is no longer there. And Cesaro's on his ass because he spun around a lot. And he's just <laughs> on his butt. And he can't believe what's happening. What the f- we cut to a commercial. Gentlemen, you ever feel like not so fresh when you take a dump? Well, try these wipes. These are Dean Ambrose baby wipes. Wipes. Wipes for your fat ass. 
And I'm not just a spokesman. I also use Dean Ambrose baby wipes. Randy Orton. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Fucking. That's what I was supposed to do. (laughs) Randy Orton has his new tag team partner that he's got to try out a tag team match with. And they're going to face off against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Randy Orton. uh, Oh, Luke Harper and uh, Eric Rowan are out first. And they are ready to fight. Randy Orton comes out. And he's saying, I've had a lot of problems with this next guy. But I know he's better than Dean Ambrose. I want you to welcome my partner. We've had a lot of issues in the past. But there's no one that I'd rather be in this ring with than this man. It's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is going to be the the tag team partner for Randy Orton. And they they win the match. Sorry, guys. Listen, it's been about an hour and four minutes here. My mat, my fucking show is way longer than Rich's, and I'm not trying to bury my buddy. Plus, I'm making this shit up as I go. True story. Yeah. Listen. The further... I already told you guys as far as I went. I just have... I'm just reading what I did so I know what matches I have. Anyway, this looks to be like a good tag team, man. These guys, they work together. Uh, Superman punch, spear, RKO from out of nowhere illegally, but it's fine. The ref doesn't care. And this could be, these are the new tag team champions. Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. Wow. Two R's together. R and R. Yeah, and they're go- they're off to some R and R. We're back to Gorilla. I thought Roman Reigns was my partner. Kid Kayak says, "I, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, he wants to be tag team champions, and you know, you just, you know, you guys tried, and it just didn't work out for you." Yeah, it's cool. I guess I got a match. I'm going to go, because it's weird, because it's like, we feuded, it's like me and Roman Reigns fought Triple H and Kane, but now Kane is like, your right hand, and I got to tag up with Triple H, who I definitely don't trust, because I'm not an idiot, and we're going to fight Chris Jericho, which is weird, because it's like, he's the bad guy. But I'm not a bad guy. I'm an okay guy. And I'm with Triple H. And Triple H is not a great guy. I don't feel comfortable with this. Listen, pal. If you're going to be in this business, you're going to have to learn to put eyes in the back of your head. Now, don't worry. Triple H definitely hates Chris Jericho more than he hates you. I guess I'm going to have to take that and uh, run with it. Chris Jericho comes out, and he's pissed off. You sycophants, hypocrites, to all you guys, you suck. Kid Kayak comes out, and he's ready to wrestle, and Triple H comes out, and he's pissed off that he has to tag team with Kid Kayak, but he gave his word that he's going to be above board. 
uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Triple H are wrestling in there, and Kid Kayak does not get a tag in. Because Triple H wants to handle this business himself. When all of a sudden, Liv Morgan comes down to ringside. Why? And she just yanks Kid Kayak off the apron. And he hits his face. So it's now Chris Jericho versus Triple H one-on-one. And Chris Jericho's like... Why Why is she here? And Chris Jericho is distracted long enough for Triple H to hit a pedigree on uh, on uh, Chris Jericho. And it turns out that the mysterious the mysterious blonde that Triple H was seeing was Liv Morgan. By the way, this was my plan all along. Uh, she was the mystery woman. Wow. Remember when she was fighting more aggressively? Yeah. In her match and she hit that sick spine buster? Yeah. Triple H has been training her. And, uh, they grew a little bit close. Ah. Yeah. Triple H spine buster. Yeah. 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 How about that, you guys? I'd say third best spine buster in the business. Yeah. Because Arnie Anderson's the best. Yeah. Then Batista's? <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Roo. Yeah, you're right. Bobby Roode is pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Respect, Bobby Roode. Anyway, uh, next match, because um, I'm really sorry, guys. Are you okay with this? You, you, I'm are good. You, you good with this? You're editing. It's a good episode? Yeah. Or, you, oh, yeah, your episode, yes. Absolutely. Because I'm fucking, I'm off the dominant, and I'm drunk. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> I'll drink to that. It's been a long fucking week. Uh... So yeah, I apologize fans, you know, I hope you guys like this because I'm not phoning it in. Like, I really feel strongly about this, you know? Uh, follow, just follow along. It's a great ride. Yeah, thank you. Uh, okay. So the next thing we do, we're going to cut to the gorilla position again. Dawkins. This is just wow. Liv Morgan. Stephanie's not going to be happy about this. <laughs> not one bit. Mr. McMahon, I, I don't know anything about this. This is just... I'm sorry. Don't be. This is a. This is great. It's almost got an improvisational, improvisational feel to it. <laughs> we cut to the ring. Finn Balor's music hits. Yes. And we're off to the main event. Evening. Shit, there wasn't a lot of wrestling, was there? That's nah, all right. All right. Well, let's make I, up I only, I, I only had three matches. All right. Finn Balor is in the ring. <sighs> Into Balor mode. <clears throat> well, Mister McMahon is here. Damn it! No, it's good. Mister McMahon is here, and the Balor Club is here. John Cena's not here. I just want to say John Cena. <laughs> and I said, I told Angelo Dawkins, I said, I said, I will fight anyone, anytime. And Braun Strowman is going to come out here and he's going to fight me. Well, let me tell you something, Braun Strowman. You have not fought the likes of Finn Balor before. Tonight, I am going to show the Balor Club that Finn Balor 
is the man to become the WWE Champion. Anytime, any place. Baron Corbin, I hope you're watching closely, you piece of shite. <laughs> because when it comes time to the Booker Rumble, I will be the WWE Champion. And that is a promise. But <sighs> Braun Strowman's music hits and he's ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> Finn Balor's in the ring and they're gonna lock up. Braun Strowman stands tall in front of Braun in front of Braun Strowman. It's a mirror match, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There's another Braun Strowman. <laughs> it's an apocalypse, a Braun apocalypse. No. Bra- anyway, Braun Strowman is trying to get his hands on Finn Balor, but Finn Balor's too quick. He's throwing jabs here and there. Just dot dot dot. The movement on on Finn Balor is just incredible. Even after. He getting hit with a title belt last week and almost being assaulted by these two mystery men who we still don't know who they are. Uh, Strowman is just trying to get his hands on Balor and he finally gets his hands on Balor and just tosses him to the turnbuckle when all of a sudden this, the two men, they're back. Mr. McMahon is coming from the back. He wants to stop this too, and he's got an army of security behind him. With Angelo Duck is just trying to, just, just trailing behind. And, uh, Kid Kayak is there too, cause he has no idea what's going on. Cause he's still reeling from why the fuck Liv Morgan attacked him. He didn't do anything to her. He, he's always nice to everyone. They're all out there. Braun Strowman is trying to fight these guys off because they've got weapons. They've got weapons on weapons. Have you ever seen a barbed wire chair? Well, guess what? One of them's got a barbed wire chair, and the other one's got a barbed wire steel steps. Ah, what the fuck? Those how they like two hundred eighty pounds? Yeah, how they even get into the arena? <laughs> Strowman is just doesn't know what to do. Finn Balor teams up. With Braun Strowman to try to fight these guys off because they're gonna stand up for the gold standard. <laughs> Smack down. And they're fighting these guys off. They're just trying their best. But the steel chair guy hit Strowman in the back. Mr. McMahon, he's just at ringside because he doesn't want to get in there. He's 80 years old or something. 70? Vince? Yeah. 74? Fuck, he's old. Oh my god. 75? Pray for Mr. McMahon. Anyway, uh, hey, man. Th- this is a brawl for it all. Security's in there, and they're just trying to get in the ring, and Strowman's like, no! I've got this! And Balor's like, we've got... No, we've got this. <laughs> and they're gonna fight. And all of a sudden, Strowman's got his hands on one of them, and he's trying to get the mask off of him, but the other guy just with the steel steps, just dog into Strowman's gut, and Strowman's reeling. He's, he's strong, but he's not that strong. Those are barbed wire wrapped steps. So how the fuck did they have the time to wrap those steps in barbed wire, get them into the ring? Nobody knows. And uh, Kid Kayak goes into the ring to try to help out, and Kid Kayak is just what? Ah! Gets hit with the with the barbed wire uh, chair. 
Lord knows why he would go in there without a fucking weapon. <laughs> I don't know. He he's just an easygoing guy. He's just just the way he is. <laughs> when all of a sudden Braun Strowman gets his hands on one of them and gets the mask off. I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is one of the masked men. Oh, that's my guy. It's Seth Rollins on SmackDown. He's a he's a Raw superstar. What's happening? What is this? This is chaos. The other one, the other guy, he's still masked, and they're just going to town, just kicking the shit out of Braun Strowman and Finn Balor's just in the turnbuckle, and he's just trying to fight off and. They put Finn Balor through a table. Mr. McMahon, he's he's like, I'm the chairman. You guys better get out of here because security, security's going to take you guys down. When all of a sudden, Seth Rollins jumps out of the ring and gets into Mr. McMahon's face. And there's another guy that comes out and he's got a flamethrower, and he's got he's he's got a flamethrower, <laughs> and he's security. He's keeping security back. Mister McMahon, he's all alone at ringside. Seth Rollins tosses Mister McMahon into the ring. He's all alone because Angelo Dawkins gets hooked with the steel steps. Dawkins is out. Mr. McMahon is all alone in the ring. Finn Balor's through a table. These three guys. Strowman? What? What happened to Strowman? Strowman, he got hit by with the with the steel steps into the stomach. Okay, he's still... Because he, they're wrapped in barbed wire. All right, he's he, selling. He's still out, okay. Yeah. Mr. McMahon's all alone. He's not even scared because he's Mr. McMahon. He's just... He's standing there. When Seth Rollins just fucking kicks him right in the fucking mouth. Seth Rollins is assaulted Mr. McMahon. Triple H is trying to get down there to help, but the flamethrowers. Ah. You can't get past fire. This other guy with the flamethrower, where the fuck did he come from? We're going to have to talk to Arena Security again, aren't we? <laughs> A little bit. But... Seth Rollins takes out the chairman and he's got a microphone and he's got something to say. I represent the future of sports entertainment. We're getting, we're sick and tired. Why am I making a pretend microphone? I have a real microphone. (laughs) We are sick and tired of being treated like pieces of meat. We've got these CEOs out here making all these matches, putting us in cages, putting us in no disqualification matches, opening the shows when wrestling matches should be opening the shows. This is over. This stops tonight. This is the beginning of the end. For you Dawkins types, you McMahon types, you authority types, down with the authority, authority, because we're going to burn it down. Fate to black.
Like, literally, with the flamethrower? Yeah. Gonna burn it down. Yeah. So there's three of them. There's three now. We know the identity of one of them. But two of them are still a mystery. One of them is not Ambrose. One And the other one is probably not Roman. What's happening here? Seth formed another trio. Who's to say? I mean, Seth... Well, maybe Seth was the one talking only because he got unmasked. Because, like, once he once Seth opens his mouth, you know it's Seth. Exactly. So, maybe he... Maybe that's why he was the one talking. Maybe the other two were awesome talkers also, but they're also protecting their identity still. This is fucking intriguing. I like this. You're very polite. No, this is good. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, thanks, man. I, I thought it was a clusterfuck. No. I made all this up. By the way, I had I, a plan. No, this I know. was part this was the plan, but how I because, got there. Yeah, like the whole like there was there was no Alright, what should I do now? No, you you went through it. Like you knew where you wanted to go. You just didn't write it. Yeah. So I mean obviously the delivery could have been better only Obviously. But only because you were just coming off your head. The content was all good. Thank you, man. I hope the fans enjoyed it. I hope so. Too. I hope they get at me on uh at basement Jerry on Twitter and yeah, let 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 Jerry on the spot know how much better his SmackDown was than my Raw. Or how much worse it was. Listen, you guys can be honest to me. And Richard Riz took the time to write all of his shit. Okay? It was structured. I really want to know who the fuck this manager is. It's really bothering me. Well, you, you decided to, to, to structure yours different. Yeah, what do you think time? of the structure? Like It's like writing a story. Yeah, because was... I didn't want to like do segment one. That works, but it's like I wanted to try something different. Um, you read books. It's good. It, it was it was good for me. Just like for me, it it was a little more difficult to picture. The timeline was weird, right? Well, there was the whole it's starting on like an off day, and Dawkins is at home getting a phone call. Um. Maybe that contributed to it, just but um, I mean, I, I would definitely uh be because I I had no when you said you were structuring differently like a story, um, obviously I expected something like a story, but otherwise I really had no idea what to expect. Not that I ever have any any idea what to expect from your SmackDown. Because I'm crazy. Yeah. So well, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but I think now that I know sort of how you're doing it. I might have I might have an easier time following next time. I mean, I followed, and everything was great, but I, it, like it seemed like it wasn't as easy for me to picture it. You know right, I'll work on it. Uh, it's it, do do it again the same way if you want, or do 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 it whatever way you want. Um, if you do it the same way next time, I might have an easier time fo- uh picturing it. But even still, it doesn't take away from the story. Ten four. I like the story. I like I like the Liv Morgan thing because I love Liv Morgan. Uh, I like that there's almost kind of, sort of, maybe a hint at infidelity. That's interesting. Uh, especially someone so young. It's fucking great for Triple H. Um, I mean, what better way to put him over? <laughs> um, yeah, Vince. You had f- fucking flamethrowers. 
Oh, and I had I had a great pun. I didn't want to interrupt you though. You said uh, he he's coming with 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 a steel steps wrapped in barbed wire. How they how they even get in here? I was gonna say like they they took the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they took the stairs. That's good. Oh no, it's terrible. Thank Jesus, <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, I I I think your episode was a lot better than mine. Um, couple things I want to talk about. That is not our episodes. That's fine. Uh, you watch NXT? No. Should I? You could talk about it if you like. There was a vignette. Was it with the the, the Velveteen Dream? No. Uh, oh. Dream is actually hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt in his match. Well, they're saying he was hurt in his match against uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Oh I shit! I don't know if for sure that was when he was hurt or if it was a house show. But considering it was the very next set of tapings, maybe he was hurt. Man, I can't wait till he comes up. Um, I didn't, I don't know, um, I didn't see any sign of him being hurt during the match. If he was hurt during the match, great on him. Couldn't tell. No. It's good shit. Yeah. I, that mean, kiss. I mean, we, we've known since tough enough, dude's a pro. Dude, I wanted him to win, but I'm Me glad too. he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because the losers always fucking make it a lot further, right? Maybe yeah, it's like, and the word Darvish. loser is subjective. Yeah, seriously. When it comes to tough Mi- enough. Miz. Yeah. Uh, Jomo. Joe, yeah, he was on tough enough, right? Yep. Uh, Ryback. Oh, yeah. Oh well. I <laughs> got a podcast, I guess. So th- there was a vignette uh, for a mystery person, and I couldn't tell who it was. Um, I'll let you see it, so I, I won't talk about that. Uh, Rowan and Harper. I feel bad for Luke Harper. It's not his fault that Eric Rowan is. Has the same build, but it's just so bland otherwise. I get nothing from watching Harper work. He's a big guy. Great. Harper fucking impresses me every time. You said you get nothing from watching Harper work. I meant Rowan. <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? So, it's a mirror match again. Yeah, it's it's like he, he keeps... Harper is there, so Rowan has a tag partner. And we know Harper can Harper can go as a singles guy. I thought he was going to have a push with that Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt thing. It's like nothing happened. Yeah, he, he's a former IC champ. He can do it. People forget. I don't know, they man. They never had the tag titles, right? I don't think so. It's politics, bro. <sighs> it's fucking Bludgeon Brothers shit. It's stupid. It looks like Harper lost weight, actually. Did you notice that? No. He looks trimmer in the front. Maybe he's trying to work out because Vince likes big men. Maybe. I just think it's kind of stupid. I don't like that gimmick. Like, okay, you're the bludgeon brothers, but you don't bludgeon anyone. And they're not brothers. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. They're just clearly not brothers. And um, Rowan still is doing a mask, sheep mask kind of thing. Let that go. It's it 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 doesn't help. It's not gonna happen. It's like the only that's like the only thing he has, and no one cares anymore. I don't care. I no, I'm trying, man. Um. Oh shit! I want to talk about the main event, but I can't. Um. There's one other thing on the main show. One woken. Woken. So glad. Yeah. I hope he dunks Bray Wyatt into the waters of rejuvenation and he comes out as Husky Harris. He's like, what the fuck was I doing, bro? Yeesh, Husky Harris. Where's Bo? 
Um, something else. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So they had um on the uh, on NXT they had Ruby Riot versus Sonya Deville, no holds barred match on NXT. Yeah, interesting. Because like, it's pre-taped. I guess it was their go home. Right. Because you know it's all they they do all the same thing. Shit. Um. Interesting finish. Who won? Sonya. Bizarre. With an MMA move. She tap her? Oh. Pass out. Oh. So Ruby doesn't look weak. Interesting. See if you had seen it. We could talk more about it, but you didn't. Uh, nah, I don't care about yeah. NXT right now. So Only so, a Velveteen Dream. To, honestly, it, oh, fuck. You should watch 205 Live for Drew Gulak. Uh, Enzo wasn't on it. Gulak was in charge of the Zoe train. Do you think, uh, do you think Nia Jax and Enzo are gonna be a thing? Like China and Eddie Guerrero? Oh, they could do that. That'd be interesting. I feel like that's a situation where Nia Jax could fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's possible. He's so skinny. He's a tiny man. I think that's all I got. All right, great. Listen, uh, stay tuned uh, for these here announcements. And thank you for taking the time to listen to the Basement Bookers podcast, the only podcast that's rated R for realness. You could tell how real it is by the amount of editing that's done. <laughs> so thanks, guys, and uh, be well. Don't forget about the match of life that I'm going to say later. And that you should follow your dreams, whatever they are, and as the long bookers. as they don't involve hurting people. What? And the bookers. You should also follow. Follow the bookers. Get a basement bookers tattoo. Damn it. Fucking. We've reached the end of this exciting episode of the Basement Bookers podcast. And both Rich Deriz and Basement Chair really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. You can catch us on Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to check out the Basement Booker's Facebook page. Head over to Twitter if you want to contact us directly. It's the best way. Richter is R-I-C-H-T-H-E-R-I-Z and Basement Jer. It's like Basement Jerk, but you take out the K. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers!